Amen. You may be seated, and kids, you are dismissed. Speaking of our children, that has been the part of our ministry here at Indiana Alliance Church that has grown the fastest and grown the largest. So we are in need of people to help in children's ministry. Uh, I know that sometimes sounds like a broken record, but we have specific needs that we definitely need. And so please pray and consider working with our children. Uh, you can connect with Lauren Bailey on that. And Lauren will be next week up here sharing with you uh, the specific needs and sharing with you a little bit about herself as well. Well, we are continuing in our series and we're looking at Acts chapter 13 as we are looking at the Holy Spirit in the early church. What is his role? What, is, what does he do? How are we as a church to respond and listen to the voice of God? And that's where we're looking at today is hearing his voice as we look at Acts chapter 13. Now, I have some disappointing news for you and many of you may be very disappointed with this news, but the news is this. I'm not perfect. Not. I'm not. I know some of you are probably going to cry today realizing that, nor am I a perfect husband. And one of the things that, uh, that I struggle with the most is actually listening to my family, especially my wife. There's this sense of, I can hear them talking, but you know, the question she often asks me is, did you really listen to what I said, right? Because I can hear it and it just goes... In one out the ear, the other. I might be on my phone or might be watching a football game or I might be talking to one of the kids. And, and, and sometimes I, I do listen, right? Not all the time, but there are times of success. And you can ask my wife, there's, they're rare, but they happen, right? But I, I share that because, you know, there's this sense of if you're going to have a deep relationship with someone, you can't just hear what they're saying. You act, have to actually listen, I would say that my listening is probably my least, my most neglected sense out of all the senses. But we need to recognize it is vital to a healthy relationship to hear and actually listen. To hear and actually listen. And, and I'm going to share with you through Scripture how we can hear the voice of God through this passage. But I, I think one of the most neglected parts of the Christian life is actually listening for and to the voice of God. We can get into routines where we just do the motions and we can read the Bible without actually listening to what God is saying. But today I believe that the early church gives us an example of how we can follow through with hearing the voice of God. I believe that many live their lives as if God has spoken, but not as if He is currently speaking. God has spoken, we have the living, breathing Word of God. Amen? We can go to the Scriptures for rebuke, for challenge, for encouragement, for direction, for guidance, to get to know who God is. And many times we look at the Bible as something to know about God, but it is a document to know God intimately. It's not just for our brains. It's for our hearts and our souls. And God is currently speaking to us. So we got to stop living our lives as if God has simply just spoken. Because there's so much more to the Christian life than just saying He's spoken. Because He is currently speaking. Many of us simply think that, that that's it, but there's more. So the question that we're going to look at today is how can we tune ourselves into hearing His voice? How can we tune ourselves into hearing His voice? And I believe Acts 13 gives us some really great steps in order to do that. 
But let us look at Acts 1.8 really quickly as a reminder of where all of this is coming from. As we look at the Holy Spirit in the church, this was the launching pad for this discussion of the Holy Spirit's role. Acts 1.8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The Spirit's power is for the purpose of mission to go and do what God has called us to do with His empowerment. Now, Acts 13, 1-4, the word of the Lord says this, Now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then, after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. Now these, these, these men, they gathered together. The church gathered together in prayer and fasting. They spent time in worship And their goal was to hear the voice of the Lord. So the first thing that we see that they give to us is how we can hear and tune into the voice of God is this. You and I need to realize that expecting God to speak sets us up to listen. Expecting God to speak sets us up to listen. Now, if you don't expect God to speak, you're not really going to be listening. These, this church, they gathered together in worship, in prayer, and in fasting. They had this moment of knowing that God is going to speak. Usually when the early church would gather in this way, as they would pray and fast, and they would spend time worshiping together, the goal was to see what God was going to say about a specific moment, about a specific time, about a specific mission. And they would spend days doing this, days worshiping, days praying, days fasting. And this is a perfect example of this. When I think of, of the book of Acts, this is actually one of my favorite passages in the book of Acts. Because there is this deep expectation, there is this excitement to gather together, to hear God's voice, to move forward on mission. They weren't just sitting still. They weren't just reading the Bible or, or talking to one another. They were spending time worshiping, glorifying the greatness and goodness of God. They were spending time praying, and they were spending time fasting. They expected God to speak. They were not only expectant, but also had a level of holy desperation to be close to God. And I'll unpack what that looks like about this idea of holy desperation, but there was this sense of we have got to gather. We have got to hear the voice of the Lord. We cannot move anymore. We cannot do anything else until we hear God's voice. We don't really know how long they stayed together worshiping and praying and fasting. It doesn't give us the length of time, but we can know that it wasn't just an hour and ten minute service. We can be certain of that. It was not just one small moment in time. There was a desperation saying, we will not move until we hear the voice of the Lord. 
We expect him to speak, and so we're going to gather together for the purpose of listening to his voice. This is my heart for our deeper life services. When we talk about our healing service tonight, and we talk about our monthly deeper life services, because we're going to spend time in praise and in prayer and seeking God's presence. Once a month, we will gather on Sunday evenings at 7 p.m., And when I look at Acts 13, this is the image, this is the desire I have for those services. This is what I believe God is envisioning for us as the church when we look at those Sunday night services. Acts 13, where they're worshiping, they're praying, they're fasting, they're gathering for the purpose of hearing God's voice, experiencing God, expecting God to show up. And that's one of the things that I want to challenge us with. If we come on Sunday night, it can't just be a thing that we do out of duty. It has to be a thing that we do out of desire. We say, I want to be together. I want to experience God. I want to hear his voice. I don't want to just show up to do something. If you look at the early days of the Christian and Missionary Alliance, they had developed Sunday night services, which were known as the deeper life services or the second blessing services, where there was this second blessing of gathering together and hearing the Lord and worshiping and praying together. They happened on a weekly basis, and there was great things that were happening from those services. People were getting healed. People were being called to church planting. People were going out and doing incredible things. But eventually, as anything does tend to do, it became ritualistic where the preacher would just have a second sermon, and that would be it. Now, I will be preaching tonight on healing, but it's not always going to be that way. Where the, ser- the sermon would just be twice, you know, he would preach two different sermons, one in the morning, one at night, and people started coming, and, oh, it's a dutiful thing. It's what the CMA people do, right? And it, be- it lost its power. They lost the desire and expectation of God. And so that's why we're not going to do it on a weekly basis. We're going to do it on a monthly basis. And I don't want it to be ritualistic. I want God to do what he wants to do in those services. Speak how he wants to speak where we're setting up to actually listen to the Lord. Actually listen to the Lord. I believe that the Western church has lost much of her expectancy. We no longer have this deep expectation that when I come to church, I'm going to hear the voice of the Lord. That I'm going to meet God face to face. Listen, God is everywhere. He's omnipresent. He is always around. He is always here. And there's something special that the Bible highlights about Christians coming together in community. Where two or more are gathered, their God is with them. But there's not an expectation of actually having the presence of God. There's this sense of I'm going to hear a good sermon. I'm going to sing a couple good songs. I'm going to go away encouraged. And it's not going to change my life really that much at all. But when we gather together, as we see in Acts 13, the goal is not to just have that moment of niceness. It's to meet God face to face. It's to hear God's voice for our life and for the life of the church. It is a building up moment for us as the body of believers. But we've lost our expectation. We've lost that sense of expectancy in the Western church because it has become a dutiful thing. And not always a worshipful, seeking God's face type of thing. How often are we personally coming to church? And and I talk about this often. You'll hear me as a pastor talk about these things often. Because I really feel that God wants us as a church to be a church that expects God to speak to us. 
that we are a church that lives for a pursuit after God's face. And when we do that, we will want to be in the Word more. We'll be hungry for conversations with God. We'll be desperate to hear His voice. And I believe that's where God desires for us to be as a church, expecting God to show up. So how often are we doing that? How often are we expecting God to speak to us? Because He is speaking. He definitely is speaking. When we come to church or open our Bibles, how often are we expecting Him to speak directly to us? A.W. Tozer once said, Some Christians memorize the Word of God, but never meet the God who wrote the Word. They can quote whole chapters, but have never been inspired by the same Holy Spirit that inspired the Word. That's tough to hear. I think many Christians walk with an understanding of what the Bible says. And in fact, today, we actually live in a Christian community, society in America that is the most biblically illiterate generation of our time. So we don't even really know the Word. (laughs) Much less do we know the Spirit of God who wrote the Word. And that's why we have to come with a sense of expectation We have to have a sense of desire to read the Word of God, to passionately pursue what is God saying to me today? What is God saying from His Word to encourage me, to strengthen me, to rebuke me? Because the Word of God is not always fun to read, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you read the Word of God and you're like, oh man, that really hurt. But that's important for us to grow as believers. We need the Word of God. And we need the Spirit to speak to us. John 16, 13, Jesus says to his disciples and to us, When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. We need to expect God to speak. The Holy Spirit is speaking. Are we listening? Or are we just hearing it and not living it out? Now, let me share with you a story of expectation. I am kind of an Apple geek. It's just, it's just part of, well, I like technology, right? And a while back, I was, I was ordering a new iPad. I saved all kinds of money for it and was just, was just waiting for it. And they said that it's going to be sent to you, but you have to be there to sign off for it. So what did I do? I built my schedule around the expectation of the arrival of this package. Now, in our day, it's really interesting because we can track it on our phones. You've probably done it. I'm not alone. Where you stare and watch. You can even do that with Aldi shopping, right? You can watch them shop for you. It's really kind of creepy, right? But I was expecting this iPad to show up in the mail. And I was super excited, expecting it to show up, knowing that it was coming. And I needed to be there to receive it. And eventually it came the FedEx guy came up, and you know what? He didn't ask me to sign it. Jeez. Right, but we need to have that type of expectation when we open up the Word of God. That we need to be as excited and wrap our schedule around reading God's Word, getting passionate about God speaking. How often do we come with that type of excitement? I get excited about technology, and I'm like, yeah. That we are that excited about the Word of God because God is speaking. And so I would say the lack of hearing rooted in the lack of expectancy is our failure, not God's. <coughs> Excuse me. Many times we're like, oh, God's just not speaking. God doesn't speak to me. God has never spoken to me. 
Well, are you like Elijah, like the passage that we read, expecting God to show up and waiting for God? And even though there's an earthquake and a fire going on around you, are you listening for the whisper of God? Because Elijah could have got really excited about the fire and the earthquake and missed the whisper. That would have been on him, not on God, because God is speaking. Let me share that with you. God is speaking. He has spoken, he is speaking, and he will continue to speak. But if we're not listening, that failure is not on God. That is on us. That is on us. Allow the Spirit of God to reawaken your expectancy. Allow the Spirit of God to reawaken your expectancy. Ask the Spirit of God to illuminate the Word of God to you each time you open it up. You'll be impacted. You'll be changed. The next thing that we can see from this early church is they gathered with this expectation to hear the voice of God is that they did so together. We need to seek the Lord's voice in community. Now, I'm sure that they spent time listening to God's voice on their own. But one of the things that has happened in the church globally, but mostly in the Western world because we're very internal, it's all about us, is that we have lost this sense of community. Especially now after COVID, people, you know, they, they, just, they just stay home. They've lost the sense of community. But they gather together to hear the Lord's voice together. And it was a diverse group of people. I mean, look, there was a friend of Herod the Tetrarch who's not a good guy. God had done some crazy awesome things to bring people together in community. And in order to hear the Lord's voice, they gathered in community to worship, to fast, and to pray. They prayed together. They weren't just alone in their prayer closet, which is important for us to do. But we also need to pray with one another. And that's why we're building into our service tonight moments of prayer with one another. Because I believe that this is a perfect example of how we are to gather as the church for worshiping the Lord and hearing the Lord's voice. They gathered in community. When it comes to hearing from the Lord, it is not just an individual task. It is a corporate one. Because God does not just want to speak to you about your life. That's very selfish. That's very self-focused. God desires to speak to us as a church, as a community, as a group of people. What is our mission? Where are we going? How do we do it? Who needs to go? Those are important questions that we need to ask that only God can answer. And generally, that's only going to be answered in community, not in and of our own time with the Lord. So to tune ourselves in, we need to be expectant. We need to gather together. But we also need to be sacrificial because being sacrificial in our search to hear His voice opens our ears. Opens our ears. Being sacrificial is an important part of hearing God's voice. Now, they gathered together, and they gathered together for a long time. They were together fasting and praying and worshiping. They were singing songs to the glory of the Lord. They were praying together. They were pursuing God, and they were fasting. The Greek word for fasting here is fasting. They were abstaining from food. They were not eating. And so just imagine, many commentators believe that this service went on for two days at the very minimum amount of time. And so they're gathering together, and they're fasting, and they're not eating, and they're worshiping and singing. I mean, you can imagine some people might be passing out, but they weren't because they were sustained by the beauty of the Lord. 
Now, some of us can't fast from food, and the Lord may call us to fast from other things. But there was a moment of sacrifice. They were sacrificing their time, most importantly. We don't like to sacrifice our time. If the preacher preaches 45 minutes, we're a little uncomfortable. I'm going to try not to do that, right? This morning or tonight. But there's the sense of it's my time. And, you know, we, we, we don't want to give our time. And we don't want to abstain from things that give us pleasure, right? I, I want to invite you, if you're coming tonight, to fast and pray before you come. Don't eat any food from now until then. Now, I'm going to do that, and that's not to brag, but it's to share with you my dedication to what we're doing tonight and how serious I want to take it. Because I really like food, clearly. And I even have pizza from yesterday that's in my fridge that I really want to eat. But I'm not going to. And so I challenge you to come sacrificially tonight to hear the voice of the Lord. They sacrificed food. And the reason this is highlighted is because it wasn't just one meal. It was several meals compounded upon one another. They walked in sacrifice. In today's culture, we don't want to sacrifice for anything. In today's culture, things come easy. You can cook your food in a minute when you put it into the microwave. We don't want to wait for anything. But sometimes, in order to hear the Lord's voice, in order to stop and listen and really hear what He's saying, we have to sacrifice time. We have to spend time in silence. We have to spend time opening the Word of God. And, you know, I, I, I cringe when I see the one-minute Bible devotional things. Or even the five-minute Bible devotional things. You can pop it open, that's it, and then you're done. And Woo! I spent time with Jesus. Well, re- really? I mean, if I gave my wife five minutes a day, would that go well for me? No. If she only had five minutes to tell me the most important things of the entire day, unless she was speaking really, really fast, which I'm not hearing and listening all the time anyways, right? That would be a very bad day for our relationship. And the same is true with God. We need to sacrifice time. We need to be willing to be with him for long amounts of time. Because he desires to speak. What are we called to sacrifice? Ask the Lord, what do I need to sacrifice in order to hear your voice? Many people say, well, I spend time in silence for an amount of time. I have all these things that pop into my head. And I I get distracted. Well, write those things down. Wait until all the the dump of your mind is gone. That could take two hours. Because some of us think all the time. And have all these things that we want to do, and we write them all down, but eventually there's going to be a place where you come to that you stop thinking about anything except God. Take sacrificial time to do that. That's not easy. That's not fun. But the end result is awesome because we hear the Lord's voice. We can't say He's not speaking to us because He is. The question is, are we listening? Too often we want God's answers without sacrifice and without intimacy. If we're going to hear God's answers, if we're going to hear God's voice, there has to be sacrifice. Has to be sacrifice. If of nothing else but of time. And the, the disciples, they went out and they tried to cast out demons. And they didn't, they were unsuccessful. And they came back to Jesus and they're like, why didn't it work? And he's like, this only comes out through prayer and fasting. There's a sacrifice that needs to be made for a deeper connection to God. Just like there needs to be a sacrifice for a deeper connection with any person. You have to go on dates with your spouse. You have to spend time with your kids. 
You have to listen and talk with them and share with them your wisdom, but also spend time hearing what's going on in their lives. That's what intimacy is. The same is true for our relationship with God. We are created in the image of God. And so we engage in in intimacy and relationships the same way God does. So we need to sacrifice and we need to seek and pursue intimacy. A.W. Tozer once said, If we stopped all our busyness, got quiet, worshipped God, and waited on Him, we would rise above the carnality of present Christians. Listen, if you want to be a stronger, more impactful, on mission, better father, better wife, better child, if you want to be a stronger Christian, it takes time to sit and be with the Lord, to grow, to hear His voice. Otherwise, we're just going to continue to be immature Christians, living in our carnality rather than in the spiritual growth that God has for us. You can listen to 27 million sermons, but if you're not spending time with God, listening to Him, opening up the Word of God for the purpose of intimacy, of hearing His voice, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean don't listen to my sermons. Is that what I'm saying? Wow, no laugh on that one. (laughs) They're like, finally, I have an excuse. I assure you, He's speaking. And they also obeyed the voice of God. So we see this expectancy, we see community, we see sacrifice, but there's also obedience. We must be willing to obey his voice. We've talked about obedience a lot in the book of Acts. We've talked about obedience a lot when it comes to being filled and empowered with the Holy Spirit. We've talked about obedience because it's important. The Bible consistently talks about obedience because it's important. So as they gathered and heard the voice of the Lord, the Holy Spirit spoke and said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul, who then later would become Paul. Set them aside and send them out. And you know what they did? Verse 4 shows us that they obeyed. Now why is this important? Why is this aspect of obedience something that would be actually sacrificial? Because the church in Antioch was exploding. The church was growing. Tons of people were coming to Jesus, getting baptized. The church was just on an explosion route. And two people who were a huge part of that growth that the Holy Spirit was using were Barnabas and Saul. And so now the Holy Spirit's speaking to them. They're like, God, speak. Yes, we're worshiping, we're praying, we're fasting. And he's like, I want the best people in your church to leave your church and go plant other churches. That's not fun. No, that that can't be what you're saying because the church is growing. You're blessing what's going on. Why would you send out the best of the best? Well, because God had a plan for them to continue to plant churches and bring other people to Jesus all across the globe. It was a sacrifice listening to Acts 1-8 that we needed to go to the ends of the earth. And this is the passionate thing I have for our church. I mean, one of the things that we are already knowing that's going to happen is that we're going to be sending out some of our best in Doug and Kelly. As they're called to ministry, it's not easy for us to say, yeah, you know what, we're going to build into you and pour into you for you guys to go out and bless other people. I want to be blessed by you guys. Right? That's our selfishness, but that's something that we're called to do. And as a church, I believe that we're going to see more and more people who are convinced and convicted of their call of ministry. And they're going to be some of our best people that we're going to send out into the mission field and into planting churches. 
Acts 13 is a beautiful imagery of what God is doing in the church, how they were listening to the word of God and they obeyed. May we be a church that obeys the voice of the Lord. May we be a church that expects to hear the Lord speak. And we want to set aside that time as leading that charge as elders and as staff, saying we can't just (coughs) have a 70-minute or a 65-minute service once a week, but let's make opportunities to gather together more and more and more to sacrifice time of praise and food and prayer and time where we can hear what God is saying and what God is doing. And that's one of those examples of tonight. I ask for you to come, expecting God to speak. I believe people will be healed from their brokenness of internal brokenness and external brokenness. God is a God who desires to heal. How often do we have a moment where we say, let's take time to let him do that? How often do we just skip through? So I challenge you, come tonight, if you can, expect the Lord to speak. If you physically can, fast, pray today. I believe God wants to do something great in and through our church. But we have to pause and pray, and we have to obey when he calls us to do something. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. I thank you for how transformative your word is. Holy Spirit, I pray for expectation. I pray that when we open our word alone, that we'll expect to hear your voice. That when we gather together in community, that we'll expect to hear your voice. For you are speaking. The question is, are we listening? In your name.